So the second aspect when it comes to improvement in general in, in learning acting skills, you have to be able to have a clarity of your message. And you have to be able for people to actually understand what's coming out of your mouth. So I know this is probably hard for people that don't have English as their second language and they have an accent. People have thick accents. You know, I'm sure this is probably difficult maybe for Asians or Indians that try, you know, that speak English and are in voiceover, like double whammy, right? So you have to learn to be able maybe to slow down or maybe to emphasize a different part. Like in French, I know that French people probably pronounce Instagram in stockroom. What is in stockroom? Like, believe me, I've heard a French person say in stockroom, okay? I didn't know what he was talking about, but I fit, I learned that I because of the message he was putting out through, it was through, I think it was through Snapchat. It might have been in Instagram or Twitter. But he was talking about, you got the idea, you knew what he was talking about, because he was trying to say Instagram, because that's how us Americans say it. So you had to be able to maybe... See who your audience is. See what pro- what their primary language is. Listen to that primary language so that you can learn the different pronunciation pronunciations and emphasis on certain words, right? Because if I go to France and I say Instagram, they're probably going to look at me like I'm crazy. But if I say Instagram, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, I love Instagram. Like, like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> You have to maybe that's a tip you can take is to learn your audience's primary language, learn what they what words they emphasize, what parts of the words they emphasize, and learn about being clear on the message. Because if I tell you about a stock room, you're probably gonna think I'm talking about a um, a Wall Street stocking program or something that's happening. I don't know, but you being able to learn how people receive words that's gonna help you on your clarity of your message. So, you know, if I if 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 I say, you know, it's like apple, apple, orange, orange, right? Different emphasis on different parts of the word. So just be, but just be uh, aware of what your audience, how your audience interprets language itself, right? And I already covered this, but again, improving your body language and improving how you act when you act, <laughs> how you act when you talk. This is not just helps in voiceover, but it helps in life because you could be standing one way and talking another. You know, you can be standing all proper superwoman like, but out of your mouth comes out this weak, defeated, I don't know, villain. You know what I mean? So it has to match. Body language has to match with your intensity of your voice, the, the message of your voice. It's all got to match. It's all got to be the same person, right? The same quote-unquote persona. So improve your body language, and that will help you in your acting skill learning asset. So the third step in becoming a voiceover artist is knowing your niche. Now, I don't know if some of you guys, let's go again with pronunciation, niche, niche. Hey, I say niche because there's no T in it. And niche, when I think niche, I think N-I-T. C-H. But there's no T, so I say niche, okay? But hey, you can kill, you can, you know, talk to me later about that. 
Knowing your niche is very important in the voiceover industry because a lot of people, a lot of, you know, newbies will go into it. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to audition for everything. And then you're going to wonder why you get, like, no responses. Or you get responses and interests that are very, very random. And then you turn around and you can't even figure out out of those 60 which one to pick or which ones are best for you because you haven't picked out a niche right it's like going to a car dealership and you're interested in every four-cylinder car right or six-cylinder however you you know whatever size you drive or you're interested in all the blue cars like you're never gonna really get down to a pick and get down to what you really really are interested in because you are so broad in your initial initial search so you have to niche down to what you know you want to do and what you know you are best at like I know that I'm not good like I said in video games now I can do a little sprinkle here and there if you like me to but I know that's not my lane. I know I don't really kill it in that in that aspect, in that in that lane, because I've heard better voice actors kill the 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 animation game without me. Believe me. So if you hear people that are better than you in a niche, that's probably not your niche. If you think that you can't beat them in a certain lane, don't try to beat them in that lane. Cause you're probably not as good as them, so you know you're, they're, they're probably gonna they're probably gonna murder you. So I stay away from video game. I mean, I started off practicing in video game auditions, but I found myself just doing a different accent or just trying to squeeze my voice and make it a little bit different. But I really wasn't being animated like I knew other people were doing, cause other people had that talent. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that wasn't my niche at all because I'm like, I'm not killing it. I'm not pushing myself. And there's not much variety in what I can offer in the vo- in the video game animation industry. Now, I know a lot of video games also, you know, they may just need your regular voice. True. But again, it's a whole nother animal as far as animation in general. So, But if you do need a natural, regular woman voice for a video game or something, call me. Um, but as far as voices and different actual like characters that you could physically picture in your mind and be like, oh my gosh, that sounds just like this person I'm picturing in my head. If you can visually picture something, a picture a character, that's awesome. But with me, I know I can't kill it. I've heard better. And if you ask yourself that question, in this niche, have you heard better? Then that's not the niche for you. So I know my niche is... IVR, which is interactive voice recordings, which is like phone trees and such. I know I can do good in e-learning for like tutorials and how-tos, maybe on YouTube or something. I know that I'm good for commercials because I've got that girl next door, very approachable voice. I know that I have a really good voice when it comes to... um promos because i have that energy so you have to learn this different aspects of what you're good at and be able to find those niches so those are the niches that i'm good at you have to find what's good for you and you have to be able to learn what you're good at again what you're good at what you're not it goes back to being tone deaf you have to know do you sound good at that or not right 
So there's different aspects. There's different issues. Like I said, there's commercial narration, audio books. I know, I know that I hate to read. I struggle to make myself read a one chapter, one chapter. Okay. Because I hate reading. I would rather listen to something because I can multitask. But I know that there's physical benefits in reading in general. But again, it's just a physical thing that I struggle with because I want to be doing something else too. I want to be able to multitask. Reading is so quiet to me. It's too quiet. Or if I try to physically read out loud, oh my gosh, my brain wants to read faster than my mouth. And then I get frustrated because my mouth isn't going so fast. So then I start slurring the words. And then I'm not really getting the message because I'm slurring the words out loud. Like... Believe me, it's the whole mental body struggle when I read. So I know I'm not good in the niche of audiobooks, even though people are killing it in that lane. But I know that I would not benefit the client nor myself if I was going to go, if I went into audiobook recording. Because I don't have the patience to read. And I may, at page, by page five, I start losing energy. I start getting uninterested. You could give me a book on the sexiest people on earth or my favorite idols or my favorite inspirations and give me a whole book on them. I, I, I'm telling you, I probably wouldn't be able to get past chapter one or probably by the fifth page. I start getting even uninterested in my own aspirations if I was reading them because I, the words, just physically reading words is like, okay, can we be done? <laughs> so you have to learn what you're good at, what you're not. So again, telephony is mine. Maybe video games yours. I like promos. I know I'm not good at trailers because I really don't have that announcer type volume in my voice. Mainly men are really good at trailers and promos because they have that announcery voice of God, quote unquote, because they have that boomy voice. So you again, you have to be you have to be aware of what you sound good in and what you physically have the attention span for. So that's another thing. Learn your niche, right? So the fourth step, we are almost becoming a voice actor, guys. The fourth step in becoming a voiceover artist if you, is that you have to find your clients and you have to be able to have ways to be able to find your clients and be able to find basically voice over work right so to be able to find your clients it's like basically having a shovel okay I'm ready I'm a voice actor okay I got my shovel and then you have no idea where to dig right so we don't want you walking around holding your shovel we want you to walk around digging with your shovel and digging in the right places because a lot of people spend the wrong time the wrong amount of time in the wrong places and they spend a lot of time in the wrong places and maybe they spend some time in the right places but they just don't know that that's the right place you should be because they don't know their niche and you know it gets it gets messy real quick so some places you can find you know pay to plays or you could specifically intently go after companies and individuals to get a voice over work so those are two ways pay to plays and specifically going out to individual companies yourself so you can have them come to you or you could go to them now i specifically think as a business person it's better to go out and find your work because it, i think it just makes more sense i mean you don't see 
I mean, if you're like a practitioner and you know, okay, you're gonna wait for people with you know, you know, bad aches and pains to come to you. Okay, that's kind of expected. But if you're in the business of giving a service that is more public and going to be displayed, then you probably want to go out to them. And when I mean when your service is going to be public, publicly displayed, that's like comparing me like, okay, well, I do sales pages. Come and get your sales page. You probably want to wait till people have sales page problems to come to you, right? Compared to somebody that's in voiceover work or acting or public speaking, right? Those services are going to be publicly displayed. So you probably are better off going and finding the person that you want to initially target and the person that you're interested in and go after them like a cheetah in the... Do they live in a desert? Cheetah in the wild, okay? So and go after them specifically. Like we could take the cheetah example cheetah example i mean you don't see cheetahs gonna go after five gazelle right you like, okay i got five gazelle okay i'm gonna group them together and i'm gonna go after all of them at the same time no you've never seen a cheetah go after five gazelles or impalas or whatever because you physically can't right I mean, with technology, we can email five people at once. But what I mean is have a target audience that you want to specifically go after. Because you may try to group those five kids out together. They're going to go in five different directions. Now, by instinct, a lot of animals try to stay together because there's protection in numbers. That's what zebras do. But they're probably going to go off in different directions. And you have to pick one. You have no choice. Just like initially, if you're going to email five people, you got to find one person at a time, right? My point. Exactly. So with pay to plays, I mean, there's voices.com, there's voices123, where you could go and you can put up your profile and have people come to you. But again, as a business person, if you're going to run your voice acting career as a business, you're responsible for your homework. You're responsible for your paycheck. So you better be trying to go out and find those paychecks, honey. You better be going out. You can't just sit back and be like, okay, well, I'm going to like get a $500 client tomorrow. Are you sure about that? No, you're not because you're on a pay to play and you're sitting and waiting for somebody to come to you. And then you're going to be like a month later and you're like, well, nobody got in contact with me. You have to be proactive when it comes to becoming a business person and becoming your own business because no one, like I said, is going to be responsible for your paycheck but you, right? And the only way you're going to grow faster as a business, the only way you're going to grow faster as a person, and the, and the only way you're going to increase your talent skills and increase your skills in general as a person and as a talent is to practice those skills more and more so if you could get in front of faces and get in front of people that are interested in what you have to offer you'll be able to practice those skills a lot more you'll be able to audition a lot more if you're going specifically after something than waiting for something to land in your lap and we all know all things don't end up in our lap pretty it may just fall over and fall and crack and break. And be like, oh my gosh, my $15 million deal just fell off my lap. Why? Because you've been sitting on your butt for two months getting rusty. And now your lap is all dry and hard. And this nice $15 million contract done slipped off your lap because your lap was ashy. Because you ain't been putting a lotion on. Because you ain't been working out and stuff. A.K.A. 
practicing your hustle, which is voice acting. So if you voice acting, why aren't you voice acting? In the meantime, in between time, in between the checks, why are you not voice acting? So that's my point when it comes to finding your clients. I mean, you can do the pay to plays, but I think you should just go after the meat itself. It could run, it could hide, but that's where homework comes in. That's why, if anything, if anything, if you haven't learned nothing from school, if you haven't learned one subject from school, if you don't remember that one equation from school, what you should have learned from school, whether it was high school, college, or elementary school, if you learn anything, it should be you are always given homework and you are always expected to finish it. Not halfway do it no you are expected to receive homework so you have that expectation to receive homework and you have that expectation of you to complete it now it doesn't have to be all 100% right that's not our goal is to be 100% perfect people it's to do it it's to do the work so if you learned anything from school it's that one you should always be expecting to get homework expect to do the homework at your 100% capacity, which means do your best. It don't have to be perfect, but just finish it all with the best of your abilities, with your best intentions. So that's, if you learn anything from school, learn that, that honey, you got to give yourself homework. Like I said, you can't sit up at the pay to play and be like, oh, I have nothing to do. And you're tapping and biting your nails. No. Okay. Get up. Go get your homework. Go finish it and get back your results. Because the only way you're going to learn, aka school, is to learn what you did wrong and what you did right. And what could pass as right and what doesn't, right? So that's the fourth step is to find your clients. It's up to you to, to find them. Point blank, period, right? So, I mean, an actor isn't going to, like, become famous and... You haven't put up YouTube videos and you haven't auditioned for nothing, anything, and you haven't called casting directors and you haven't like tried to get on, on TV on your local news station. And you have, if you haven't done anything, you're not going to become the person you want to be. So the fifth and final step that we all need to have here before we close is that we, as a team, as a community of voiceover actors, we have to know and have a system in place that will allow us to be able to be attractive enough to get the gig and have a process in place that allows people to pay us to get the gig, right? So with me, like, I'm going to have a Fiverr account, on fiverr.com f-i-v-e-r-r.com where i will be providing voice over services it's one service but services you know and so i have to have a system in place and what i mean by having a system in place is i have to have expectations for my clients i have to have basically a client checklist of what they need to provide me in order for me to be able to provide the best content for them and then provide it in the best way possible 
So if you give me a script and I read it and then you come back to me and you're like, well, I wanted you to pronounce this word. I wanted you to leave the H silent in that. I wanted you to pronounce the word comma. Okay. And I wanted it yesterday or I wanted it in a day. Well, if I had a system in place and I had those things outlined, they could have told me in, in detail what they wanted from me in, from jump, right? So you have to have system in, systems in place where say this, do you want me to pronounce this? Do you want me to say this? How long do you want it? Do you want it read twice? Do you want it read in an accent? Do you want it, how do you want it read, right? Hey, do your spell checking so that you don't have to be rereading a script five times because they couldn't get a sentence right because they didn't proofread their own stuff. So you had to provide this kind of process and checklist. Okay, this is how things are going to go if you're going to work with me. You're going to do this on your side of the fence so that I could provide this and then this is what you expect from me. Right. So that everyone has an understanding of what to expect from each other, because if you are only expecting something from them and they expect it to be perfect, well, then that's miscommunication. Because if you're expecting to do all this initially and then they expect it to be perfect and then it's not, your response is going to be, well, you didn't tell me I had to pronounce the H and you didn't tell me that I should have said comma and you didn't tell me that you wanted it tomorrow when I usually provide it in two days you know you didn't tell me you wanted it in one day when I usually provide it in two like you had to be clear on both sides of the fence now when it comes to getting paid that's another thing you have to be able to have an invoice system where people can pay for you if it's going to be, if you're going to do online, if you're going to, pay, you know, be in person and do locally, you have to have some type of invoice system where people can pay and people know what they're paying for, right? So through Fiverr, like if you make an account on Fiverr, you can have your services $5 in tech and have add-on services within that voiceover project, right? That can bump your $5 project into different prices so you don't always oh you know you can pay five dollars for voiceover some five dollar voiceovers end up as thirty dollar voiceover projects and to be able to process payment you can have it through paypal you can have it through direct deposit through your bank account you can do different ways to get paid you can do you know if you want people to provide checks if it's local but you also on top of those systems you have to have your own kind of paperwork and paper trail to have to be able to look back and make sure and double check your work and so that again there's a clear message of what's being offered and what's being received so through an invoice it can be this this was five dollars this was ten dollars this was twenty dollars this is an extra because you wanted it a day prior or a day early right so that everyone has a clear understanding and a clear agreement on what is to be expected from each other and that invoice will be able to give you again a paper trail and reminders because some people be skipping out on the invoices some people be skipping out on paying people okay i've seen it you got to be able to 
give reminders in in an actual a summary of payment that people can keep for themselves and you can keep for yourself and again it'll also keep you on track as far as who'd you work with before if you maybe get a client and the name looks familiar you can look back in your invoice work and your invoices like oh I did work with them and then see what the invoice was if it was like $40 or 400 or whatever you'd be like okay well I know their range and then at least you know the budget at least you know a budget that they can work with so if their budget before was forty dollars and they in the now this script's a lot bigger it's a lot longer well okay you know 40 up okay well you know you could at least double it or you could at least triple it so you know what to work with you know what kind of monetary monetary patterns that you can work with so Hopefully that makes sense and give a description of your services and give a description of what you're going to provide and give a description of what they had to provide for you as well. So that everyone is complete agreement. So those are the five steps in providing a wonderful service to people as a voiceover artist. And those are the five steps that you should definitely kill to become a professional voiceover artist you have to be able to have prerequisites and knowing what's what you got already having acting skills knowing your niche finding the clients finding the gigs and being able to put those gigs into a process that makes it easier and easiest for both parties so i hope that that has helped you become the voice over artist that you want to be i hope that it gives you a lot of insight and asks yourself some questions that you haven't thought about and gives yourself some insight on what you can better and what you need to tweak and things you need to work on to be able to have a more productive voiceover career and have more productive profit as well because we all don't want to be doing everything we love as a hobby for uh, the rest of our lives right so in my journey you know I'm working in voiceover and public speaking and now social media management I'm working on a certificate as we speak so that's one reason why I've been busy is just studying my butt off to get one of those certificates so that's just something you know side note just always be working on something else in the meantime because you don't want to be staying mentally stagnant for no reason like there's no excuse why you should not be learning something every single day because if you do you become just stuck and that's another thing that intertwines with my public speaking adventure and career is that you can't get stuck and you can't let yourself get stuck if you know you're going in the mud and you're heading towards the mud pile and you're heading towards the ditch you gotta find a way to steer away from the ditch and not just complain when you get in the ditch and be like oh my gosh why is this ditch so deep oh my gosh why is there so much mud it's your own fault so take proactive measures people to become successful okay so those are my five steps for you i hope you take them and if you have any comments questions or concerns please let me know through my facebook you can find me at brenda bridges you can email me at bbridgesvo at gmail.com you can find me on twitter bbridgesvo or brenda bridges vo on twitter and also on linkedin just brenda bridges i hope to see you guys 
and hear from you guys as soon as I can. Take care, guys. God bless.